Everybody at the club with Cardi, Black Barbie dressed in Bilardi, somebody's Ferrari, let's get it, so we going to get into it, just going with the vibe and building yourself in the process and dating without repeating past damage and behaviors, so let's get into that, when you're building yourself, you need motivation, you need structure, you need determination, you need to feel like you have to eat. Because if you feel like you can't eat without somebody, you can't eat with somebody. You know what I'm saying? So you can't add to somebody if you're worried about their next move or their next thing or what they're doing and this and that. You have to have the center focus within yourself before you can help motivate somebody else. And if you don't got that, my nigga, or my chick, you're not going to benefit nobody. You're just going to be worried about pressing somebody and pressing on somebody and doing this and doing that. You have to know what your worth is. Like I said before, because if you don't know what your worth is, you're going to fall for anything and fall for everything. And then you're just going to look stupid at the end of the day when they worried about the next bitch or the next nigga and this and that or the next car and the next move because you were so wrapped up in them you lost yourself and that's the thing you can't you can't lose yourself in somebody else that's not the vibe you could just gotta go with a vibe and labels aren't shit because motherfuckers be husband and wives baby daddy and baby mamas and still got the drama of a regular new relationship or they still got the drama of a situationship so labels don't mean shit you can say oh well you need to label me and you need to do this and you need to do that labels don't mean shit if there's no action behind it and you have to know where your label lies you have to know where your relationship lies before you even get a label because you can get a label and not even want to really want to be with the person you just getting a label to cover some shit up or to make shit seem okay you know what i'm saying and it's cool like for then and for now but you gotta know like i said you gotta know your worth and you gotta know that you're worth a relationship that's successful that's healthy that's not stressful you worth so much more but you're settling for less because you really don't know where your lane is. So you're working on them and you're trying to build them up to be the person for you when you don't even know who you are. So how does that work? You know what I'm saying? And you have to know how your finances are. Because if you don't have good finances, you can't have a good household. You can't be the head of a household if you don't know how to manage your money. I'm sorry. That goes for men and women. If you do not know how to manage your money, you cannot expect to be with nobody or no woman or whatever if you can't even manage yourself. Because money is about self-management. That's why it's called yourself. Like, it's your bank account. Like, you manage yourself. But you also have to know that just because a person can't manage their money, that they may not have been taught the proper way to manage their money. So you may have to teach them. 
you may have to motivate them to be like, yo, you need to get a stock and bonds. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to get a 401k. You need to do this and do that. You need to get a long-term savings instead of a short-term savings because a long-term savings adds interest over time. Every couple of months, it adds interest. So by the time you touch it again, it's multiplied. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have people to teach you those things. Um, not everybody knows that and not everybody understands that. So then they're going about things and they're spending their money frivolously and they live in life lavish. Well, you think they live in life lavish, but really they fraudulent as shit because they ain't got shit. They can't offer you shit because they ain't got shit. And you can help them get shit, but they still ain't going to have shit if they don't know how to manage their money themselves. So you can give them all the money in the world and say, here, do this, do this, and this with it. But if they don't know how to manage themselves, they can't manage money. And that's where relationships, I feel like nowadays, fall short because they worried about the materialistic things instead of the moral things. I feel like if you don't have good morals, you can't be in a relationship. That comes to respect, integrity, dignity, love, loyalty, all that. You, if you don't have respect, if you don't have good morals, you cannot be in a relationship with nobody. I don't care what you're talking about. I don't care what you're saying. You can't be in a relationship with nobody, not at all. Because you're going to damage the person for the next person or for whatever they decide to do next after you. Not saying it is going to be an after you, but you never know. Relationships don't always last. So you're damaging them because you don't have a heal from what you dealt with in your past. And you're damaging them because you think all women or all men are the same. And that's fucked up because now you have to worry about, well, damn, I did this to him and I did this to her. So now she probably going to do that to him or she probably think he doing what I was doing and this and that. It's a cycle. So you have to break the cycle. You have to be the one to step up and take accountability for your actions and realize that not everybody is the same. Not every relationship is the same. Not every relationship is going to have the same outcome. Just because you had shitty relationships in the past, that don't mean the one you in now is going to be shitty. That It just depends on your perspective of what you're going through. And respectfully, that's some fuck nigga shit. If you think every woman is the same, or you think every man is the same, that's a you thing. That's not a thumb thing. That's a you thing because that's your thought process. So you have to fix your thought process in order to heal, in order to be a better person for the next person or for who you're with currently. And if you can't do that, then don't be with nobody because you're just damaging them and you're prolonging their process by telling them, giving them hope, hopes and dreams and false promises of, oh, I'm going to do this for you, I'm going to do that for you, I'm going to make sure you straight. When you're really damaging them and you're putting a halt on their progression. But you have to know your worth. Like I said, um, embracing yourself and not changing for anybody who's not worthy of being on a journey with you. If you know there are red flags... And you guys can fix the red flags together. Like, y'all can fix, you know, little things together as a couple. Y'all can fix those things. But if you know there are major red flags, such as anger, temper, whatever, critical things. Like, they popping up at your house. They popping up wherever you go. You tell them you one place and they, they know you not that place. So they just pop up where you, you know, they just pop up on you. 
that's not a red flag, but that's more so of they don't trust you. But you have to realize what did you do to make them not trust you. That's the thing. Trust is a two-way street. Just like respect is a two-way street, trust is a two-way street. If you tell somebody something, you stand on your word. If you can't stand on your word, you ain't shit as a man. You ain't shit as a woman. If you cannot stand on your word, you ain't shit regardless. I don't care what you say. I don't care how you move. I don't care what you think. You ain't shit if you cannot stand on your word and you cannot be liable. If you are not a liable prospect, why would you be a liable person in a relationship? If I can't rely on your word, I can't rely on you for shit. I can't even ask you for $5 because you probably ain't even got fucking $5 for me to, you know, have. Because I can't even trust your word that you say you got me. You know what I'm saying? So you have to know. But you also have to trust the red flags and know that like I said not all relationships are the same so sometimes you gotta cut off the red flags but sometimes because of past relationships and past damage you kind of already sense the red flags already so you probably already know what's gonna happen but you can't contradict yourself you can't put a halt on yourself because of what you dealt with before and that's where things go bad because People worry about, well, this happened before and that happened before. And I already know how it's going to end and this and that. By you procrastinating and worrying yourself to death and this and that, you putting a halt on your blessing. And sometimes God gives you the same mistake until you learn the lesson. But if you don't know the lesson, you're going to keep bumping into it. But within different people, whether it's friendship, relationships, family, whatever, you're going to keep getting the same lesson until you learn it. But you have to know, like I said, what the flags are. Now, for me, I don't like liars. Do not lie to me because I can be honest with you. I don't give a fuck what it's about. We grown. We grown as shit. Don't lie. It's no need to lie. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. Okay, you ain't got to lie. I know what I know. And nine times out of ten, if I'm asking you about something, I already know the truth. I just want to see if you're going to be honest with me. But if you're going to treat me like I'm stupid, then nine times out of ten, I'm going to move how you move after that conversation. I just know that. Like, I'm going to move the same. And it's not because I want to act like you or I want to be like you or whatever. But I'm going to treat you how you treat me. So if you can't be real with me, why the fuck would I be real with you? But you got to have somebody concrete. Because if you don't got nobody concrete for real, you're not really going to be with somebody. You know what I'm saying? And it takes a lot to know a person. It takes a lot to get with a person. It takes a lot to get to know how a person lives and how they call how cooperate and stuff like that it takes a lot and you know what i'm saying it's not so much of a halt but it takes a lot to be in love because you have once you're in love you have to keep it up it's kind of like your body once you get fit you have to keep it up to stay that way so it takes maintenance you know what i'm saying relationships are maintenance it takes medicine but if you're not willing to keep up with it don't get in one and that's the thing. Some people get in relationships fast and they don't know how to keep up. And then they feel like, well, damn, we're just moving too fast and you're going too fast. No, you, you caused this. You was on a ride for whatever reason, 
whatever for whatever reason you was on the ride for and you mad that's not our fault you know what i'm saying that's your fault you should have been honest you should have been like well i wasn't ready but i want to fuck you though but i wasn't ready you should have like women like honesty so nine times out of ten a woman if you tell her hey i just want to fuck you if she you know if she horny she gonna fuck you you know what i'm saying but if she not feeling you she not gonna fuck you but she gonna let you know what's up you know what i'm saying but me i've had to be with somebody who i can be with the whole time i don't want to just be with you physically i want to be with you mentally emotionally spiritually i want to actually be with you because i'm not going to exchange my flesh if i can't even exchange a regular conversation about the birds and the bees and whatever whatever if i can't have an economic conversation with you why would i share my spiritual with you because sex is more than just opening your legs and fucking i'm sorry i don't know what people do nowadays but sex is way more than that once you connect physically that's a spiritual connection that you have for a lifetime that's why sometimes when you bump into an ex those old feelings come back and those old memories come back and them pictures and you see them pictures and you're like damn i remember this and this you get the feeling because y'all shared something spiritual but you have to know what you worth and you have to know where you're, they're coming from but not everybody knows that and one thing don't sit here and tell me one thing and do another if i tell you i want you around me it's not because i want to fuck you it's not because i want to be possessive sometimes i just want your company company is companionship as well it doesn't have to always be physical you know what I'm saying? But not many people know that. So, it takes a lot. But do you want to be around somebody who you can't vibe with? Because a vibe is natural. You can't force a vibe. You really can't. So, if you see somebody and they brighten up your day or text from them, makes you giddy and, you know, whatever, that's good. But you can't also give a person that much control over you. Because once they have a control over your emotions, whatever they do or say is going to affect you. And you have to know that you're in control. Whether you're in love with them or not, you're in control of you. You was in control of you before you met them. You're going to be in control of you when you leave them. Or whatever the case may be. So you have to have you in order. But if you don't got you in order, you can't have nobody else in order. And that's just it. But people don't know. And then people will be like, well, this and that. And I don't know because I feel like I feel like this. And he makes me feel like that. And he causes me to do this. And he causes... No, you caused you to do that because your alignment is off. If you're aligned already, no matter what, they're going to be straight with or without you. But that's just me, you know what I'm saying? And you may want to be around somebody, but being around somebody requires time. It requires, you know, loyalty. It requires a lot. You can't just be around somebody and not get nothing out of that. I can be around somebody for like five hours and pick up on their vibe. I could pick up on somebody's vibe within five, ten minutes, to be honest. I don't got to be around you for hours to pick up on your vibe. But what I will do is pick up on your cautious and like your everyday morals and shit like that i can pick up on that within five hours 
if I'm with you for like five, six hours, I could pick up on everything about you and know if I want to involve myself or not. But you have to know that, all that, and that's because I'm content with myself. So if I don't feel like I'm myself around you, I'm not going to want to be around you for a long amount of time. And it's just, that's just how I am. But not everybody thinks like that. And how do you feel about, like, your partner following certain people? Okay. Me? And I'm going to be honest. I feel like you're not supposed to follow your ex. I don't give a fuck if y'all got kids. I don't give a fuck if y'all whatever. I don't give a fuck if y'all got a bond. I don't give a fuck. If they got your number, you don't need to follow them. Because that's their connection to you is your phone. So you don't need to see them on an everyday basis. You don't need to comment on their page. And people may say that's childish or that's a little toxic. No, it's not. It's mature because why are you involving yourself in that roadblock that you already went over? You know what I'm saying? It's more to it than just a follow. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to keep up with that. You know what I'm saying? You're keeping up with them. You keep it being involved in their life a bit too much. Because you already got their numbers, so they already got access to you. You know what I'm saying? You already got their Instagram, so they got access to you on Instagram. And it's like, they can reach out to you at any time, and you're just willing to go. You're just willing to jump. You're just willing to comment. You're just willing to do this and do that. But then ain't they the same person that caused you that hurt and that pain? Don't you that come back to you? Because when I see an ex on Instagram, I'm like, what the fuck? What? I didn't even know I still follow them. And I blocked them motherfuckers because I already blocked you at my phone. Once I break up with you, I block you because it's like, I don't need to be further involved with you. Once you did what you did to me or we separated ways, no matter was it good or bad, I'm blocking you because I don't want that involvement. I don't want old feelings to come back. I don't want old anger to come back. I don't want to see pictures. I don't want to see videos. I don't want to see shit. So I delete everything. But that's just how I roll because I know the effect it has on me. Now, some people can follow their exes in and be cool with the shit and be like all giggity giggity. But I find that shit to be weird, honestly. That shit weird as fuck because like if you can be giggity giggity with them, then be with them again, honestly. If that's how you feel, like, you feel like, oh, I got a comment, and I got to do this, I got to DM her, I got to DM him, blah, blah, blah. I could check in on him, I could check in on her, see how you doing, call you nicknames, this and that. That's the thing. Why are you involved with your ex at all? If they're your ex, they're your ex for a reason. You know why they're your ex. So why be involved with them? Why keep up with your ex? That shit makes no sense. And people can say, oh, well, what if they got kids together? If they have kids together, it's one thing. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays, most kids have social media. So if y'all have kids together and your kid has social media and you're following them for the kids, like Tara says, it's for the kids. We're going on vacation for the kids. We're sleeping together for the kids. It's for... No. Kids pick up on toxic shit, too. That's why kids go up and they don't know how to deal with certain things because their parents put up a facade because it's for the kids fuck the kids okay fuck them kids like honestly and <laughs> yo i'm petty as shit i don't care i don't care i don't care but yeah it's like do you really know what's 
a good and a no like what's a go and a no because i feel like i said i feel like if you're with somebody else if you're in a new relationship a new situation you shouldn't have no remnants of your ex floating around it shouldn't be no progression no whatever now like i said if it's for the kids if the kids is like four five six if they young if they adolescence then yeah you can you know it's kind of like sure like that parent bond best friend bond but i feel like you shouldn't even be friends with your ex honestly because that just opens doors to the unexpected it gives them access to you and unlimited access to you but if you cut them off and you be like nah i'm not rocking with you like that we cool i see you when i see you it is what it is boom 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 i got my girl i'm good you know what i'm saying nah i'm good or i got my guy i'm good then keep it like that but keep it civil i'm not saying be a be a dick or be a bitch but you have to know the limits if you don't know your own limits you can't really do nothing about that and that's where i feel like new relationships get fucked up because somebody is always stuck on their ex honestly you it's always somebody stuck on their ex and you can say no, but I feel like it is. It's always about a motherfucker stuck on their ex. Because they haven't healed from that. They just jumped into a situation and didn't really heal from it. So they always know it's a way back. Or, okay, well, I got my cake and I can eat it too. Or whatever. And, you know, you. I feel like as a girlfriend, as a new girlfriend, if you're with somebody with children you should be okay to talk to the mother of the kid one because it's respectful Two, reach out to her don't be disrespectful and be like bitch i'm gonna beat your ass and when i see you if i see you in his dm don't be toxic but it's more so of a way of doing it maturely and actually being effective because if you can reach out to a baby mother or the mother of your person's kids or whatever they call them, you know what I'm saying? And you could be like, yo, like what's the schedule like for the week and how can I help and stuff like that. It shows them that how, you, how you're going to be in the life of the child. It's not about y'all no more. It's about the child. And that's what people don't get. It's always about the child. The child is involved. So, if, like I said, if you're involved with somebody with a child, you have to be a team player. If you're not a team player type of person, you can't be involved with somebody with a kid. That's just me, though. That's just me. That's just how I roll. And, you know, people say, well, you should be put, you choosing your hand or you're doing too much or you're trying too hard or whatever. No, I'm being mature because I know that at the end of the day, the child is going to suffer. Because if the child such friction between two people, they more than likely going to go to their birthday. They're going to go to their flesh. So, and they're going to treat you wrong because they know you got tension with their parent. You know what I'm saying? That's where disobedient kids come from. Because then they feel like they can disrespect you because the mother doesn't respect you or the other parent doesn't respect you. So they feel like they can disrespect you. And that's the thing. Y'all need to teach our kids how to be respectful to adults. I don't give a, f- I don't give a fuck if it's like just a little kid or whatever. Teach them how to be respectful because 
when you come over to my house or you come over to be with me and your dad or your mom or whatever the case may be, you need to know your place, okay? You need to know how to say yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes person, no person, whatever you want to call them. You need to know your place. But if you're the type of kid, if you need a, you need to know your place. That's the thing. A kid needs to know their place. And they can say, well, you're not in that per position or whatever to tell my kid and this and that. No, but I am around your kid. So if I'm around your kid and I feel like they're being disrespectful, I can tell you. But if I'm the only person around, I'm not just about to let them be running around like Chucky. Like, that's a dub. Like, don't be running around disrespectful or shit. Calling me bitches and calling me out my name and acting a fool. Like, I don't do that. I don't discipline other people's kids, but I will tell your kid about themselves. I don't care. I fight children. Okay? I'm just playing. I don't fight kids. I'm just playing. But, you know what I'm saying? I don't really feel the need to be disrespected by a child because of how they're at the other person's house you know what i'm saying and that's the thing that's the dynamic the dynamic of the co-parenting has to be successful and it has to be effective in order for co-parenting to work co-parenting most of the time doesn't work because either people's feelings are involved or they take their personal vendettas out against whatever person like, if they see they got a new girlfriend or they see they got a new nigga or whatever, they be like, well, I'm not going to um, have you around the kid. You can't have my, that bitch around my child. And this and, that's too much personal shit. Nah, get your kid and go, okay? Get your kid and go. You don't want who left, right? Oh, so you left so I can do what the fuck I want. This is my child still. Like, get that together. Like, honestly, and it's like you need to know how you need to move. And I feel like also baby mamas ask for too much. You can have an effective relationship with the father of your kid or whatever, the spouse of your kid or whatever, without asking for too much. I feel like baby mamas ask for too much, literally. Like if you can do it with or without, the, if you do it with or without them on a day-to-day -day basis and they're only, uh, um, what is it called, part-time parent or whatever, not anybody, nobody's a part-time parent, but you know what I'm saying, like they only see them on the weekend or they only see them certain days or whatever, then it's like, what is really the point of asking for too much? You know what I'm saying? But I feel like as a parent, you also need to be prepared to do without. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to know that your choice to be a parent started when you had sex. When you said busting me, when you said, okay, we're ready to have a kid. I'm That's you taking on the responsibilities. It, it's not just, sex is not just, oh, fun. Sex involves procreation. So if you're willing to procreate with somebody, you need to be willing to know how they are. But you have to see what type of parent they are before you procreate with them. You can't just have kids with any and everybody. That's where motherfuckers get shit wrong. And that's why you got kids out here wilding out and bitches on Instagram twerking in front of their kids and doing OnlyFans in front of their kids and having their kids take their nudes and have their kids around different niggas every day of the week and shit like that. Because... It's, like, it's about how your morals are. It's back to the moral thing. You have to know where your morals are. You have to know what a person's um, personal agenda is 
before you procreate with them. If you already know they ain't a good dad or a good mother, why the fuck would you have a kid with them? That's your fault. I'm not going to feel bad for you because that's your fault. You're a grown-ass adult. You chose to do that. If you know they're not a good person and you know they're not a good dad or whatever, then why would you then put yourself in a position to possibly be the next victim? You know what I'm saying? But that's that's the life of a millennial. That's the life of these millennials out here. They just willing to lay down with anybody for a check or lay down with anybody to see if they could get the next Beamer or the next Rolly or whatever. And they want to be the next top mom and this and that. It's more to being a parent than photos on Instagram and going out and buying cute outfits. It's more to being a parent than that. But that's what these millennials do. They be parents for social media. Like, how can you be a part-time parent? That shit makes no sense to me. I could never, if I ever had a kid, I'm fully involved. Everything my kid does, I'm fully involved. I don't care, you know, if it's school, you need a tutor, whatever. I'm there. I'm for you. Like, you want to do this, you want to do that. That's cool. And it starts off from the household that they grew up in as well. Because if that's how generational curses need to be broken. Because if you realize that you're involved with a kid and you that's how you grew up and you say, I'm going to raise my kid how I grew up. Well, you just another, you just keep on the keeping the chain going on and on and on and on. You just keep the, um, what is it called? Yeah, you keep the chain going on and on and on. You're not really breaking anything. Now, if you feel like you're being affected by how you grew up and that's the reason why you can't really you know parent properly or do things as an adult properly then you need to make that change you need to break that chain because your child is going to feel the same way you feel if you raised them the way you were brought up you know what i'm saying but it's about effective parenting effective skills effective everything everything has to be in effect it's a cause and effect so if the reason you are the way you are is because of the way you were raised and you need to break that and be like well i'm gonna do things differently and see if i have a different outcome but most people don't know that or most people ain't willing to change because they stuck in their ways and and they stuck in their generational dilemmas and shit like that so they feel like well my parents raised me this way and I turned out all right I don't want my kid to ever say I turned out all right I want my kid to say my mom busted her ass for me my mom did this for me my mom I turned out great because my mother is a strong black phenomenal woman she did her damn thing with me I want my kid to rep me how I rep them you know what I'm saying but not everybody think like that and um mothers don't be out here saying, oh, well, I need to fuck for a bag and I need to fuck for this and I need to fuck for that. Like, kids pick up on everything. Whether you believe it or not, kids pick up on everything. They remember things. From the time they're about four or five, they start remembering. And as they get older, they remember more and more because it's in your subconscious conscious vortex that you remember certain things from your childhood. I remember things from when I was like five or six. 
And I'd be like, where do I remember this from? And I'd look back and be like, damn, like, I was five or six when this happened, and I remember that. So it just depends. But you have to remember your kid sees everything. So you have to know what you're doing is fundamental to their upbringing. Everything is critical to how they are raised, how they look at things, how they do things, how they maneuver, how they react, how they deal with anger, like how they deal with emotions because they see you dealing with it that way. So if they see you dealing with shit, stress by using drugs and using alcohol, they're going to either, one, not want to use drugs or alcohol, or either they're going to want to continue to use drugs and alcohol because that's how you deal with things. But also, you have to know, as a parent, you are your kid's most famous role model. You're their first role model to them. So if, as a role model, if you're... You know, beating on them and having niggas fuck them. And excuse my language, you know, it's going to get graphic. But having people, you know, do things to them, they think it's okay. They think that damage is okay. And it's not. You know what I'm saying? So be an effective parent. Don't just be a parent for social media. Be an effective parent. But you also have to be an effective person. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say you have to know you before you know anybody else. You can't not know you and then try to create with somebody else because you want to damage an innocent person. You know what I'm saying? But let me stop. Let me get off of this because I'm getting too deep for y'all. I'm getting too deep. Um, What I want to talk about. Praying with your partner. I feel like it's very crucial to pray with the person you are with. Whether you're praying for them or you're praying with them, pray with or pray for the person that you're with. Just like you pray for your family and you pray for your bills and you you pray for money and you pray for this and you pray for that. You need to include your partner in your prayers. Um, It's very, because it's a team thing. But a person is a part of, once a person is a part of you, I feel like you need to pray for them. You need to do for them. You need to make sure they're good, like... Okay, I'm straight, I'm real, I'm a vibe, I'm cool, like, I'm going to pray for you how you pray for me. I pray for you, you pray for me. You know, make sure, like, they know that you're invested, fully invested. You know what I'm saying? Because once you pray for somebody, God not only works for you, but he works overtime for who's around you. You know what I'm saying? And I had to learn that the hard way. But your prayers affect everything in your life. So don't just pray for one thing. Pray for everything. Pray for thank yous. Say thank you, God. Thank you this. Thank you that. But you have to know that when you're praying, you are doing something more than you. If you get what I'm saying. Some people will get it, but you have to know you're investing in something more than you in a higher ground. And there are spiritual people and there are non-spiritual people. So to my non-spiritual people, just talk, um, manifest, do this and manifest for your relationship, manifest for your marriage, manifest for your finances. Just like you manifest for you, manifest for the person you're with or manifest together because teamwork makes the dream work. 
So, thee who find it for wife, find it for good thing. But before you find a wife, you find a girl. And the girl or the girl or the woman turns into your wife. So that's why I don't understand when men say, well, I don't want to get married and this and that. Why are you dating somebody if you don't want to get married? I mean, you can date for companionship, but most women after 25, I'm not saying all, because I know a lot of women don't want to get married. But most women after the age of like 20, 25 want to have kids, they want to get married. But most men are practical, so they're like, well, I need to get married and I need to have a kid. Men think like that, too. I want to get married, then I want to have a kid, then I want to do this, then I want to do that. But tell me how you feel until you know how you feel. You can't tell me what you want because I'm investing in what I want. So I'm investing in me. Are you investing in me or are you investing in yourself? Because that's real selfish to be with somebody you don't see a commitment with. And you... Commitments are temporary and long-term. Just like there are long-term accounts and um, temporary bank account. Everything is temporary. But you have to know who's worth the being with. You know what I'm saying? Who's worth going there with. You know what I'm saying? But I'm about to be out. And I will see y'all on the next episode. Stay easy. Pray up. Manifest, get busy.